It's a good show. Hey, race fans. Uh, it's uh, Dan Harmon. And Jessica Gao. Uh, Jessica Gao, you'll, we'll, we'll, we'll introduce her in the first episode. Welcome to our uh, little release of three episodes of Whiting Wongs. Um, uh, this is the first episode. Um, we're, we, you know, I, I, I won't belabor this because we, we spend the first episode trying to figure out what the hell we're doing. So then you'll be listening to us <laughs> introduce it twice. But, um, I did, we, we just wanted to say, well, we recorded these a, a, like a month ago, two months ago. We were banking them. Now we're just going to dump the first three. And then by the time we, you know, the fourth episode, I think we're going to like kind of figure out. We'll be pros by then. Yeah, we'll be absolute pros. But simply put, you you tell them what the podcast is. Uh, it's an honest conversation about race and writing between two people who think very highly of themselves. <laughs> um, yeah, and and uh, yeah, yep, yep, and and, and there's probably going to be a bunch of gender shit too. Because oh, I'm sure we're living in a in a reign of terror where women are are pulling men from the buildings and guillotining them in the street, which is great. Yeah, all victims welcome. Yeah. Um, all right, so well, here's the first episode. Hope you like it. If you don't, I think the important thing to know is like, go fuck yourself, right? I, I well, I, I'm, that's my point of view because what what did you pay for it? No. Yeah, the other slogan for our podcast is if you don't like it, you're racist. Yeah, that, that's true too. Um, but but yeah, and it's like it's like uh, you you clicked on a thing called Whiting Wongs. Now you know it's two people ta- talking about nothing but the things that you wish other podcasts would stop talking about. So why are you still listening? Unless Less, maybe secretly, you feel a little awkward sometimes, and let me do that for you. Let's have some awkward conversations and uh, and and wipe some wongs along the way. <laughs> Dumb, god damn it! I can notice that. Waiting wongs is easy when you have friends that sounded racist. This song should end. Hello, welcome to Whiting Wongs. I am Dan Harmon. I am Jessica Gao. Uh, so this is what this podcast is, and you're listening to the first episode. We're going to talk about race, race, race. It feels good to even just say it, like because in all other contexts, you're not supposed to talk about race, because talking about race has become the new definition of racism. Uh, by the millennial, whoever smelt it, dealt it definition of racism, uh, especially if you're white, like myself. Um, but here's the thing, kids, uh, y- you're racist, like you're, you're young and you know how to talk around it, but you're still racist. And obviously America is still quite racist has, has, is like working through a bunch of shit. Uh, we are all obsessed with it and, and we tried pretending we're not, and now we have a Nazi president and I don't think the millennials are to blame for that election, but I, you know, it, it suffice it to say, you know, pretending that race doesn't exist, uh, hasn't worked. That's my stake in this. Also, I just thought it would be fun. Yeah, and full disclosure, I'm not a white person. Yeah, she's about as Asian as you can get. I like the the slight pause (laughs) before you said Asian. (laughs) Stuck in my throat. (laughs) She's as Asian as you can get while still being American. Your mom is your mom. uh, 
Uh, Asian, yes. <laughs> <laughs> My dad too. Uh, but are they? Are I forget your your parents are are they off the boat? Uh, I'm off the boat. Wait. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was born in China. Do and do, you, but you you came to America when you were a little b- yeah. Bitty baby. I was I was four, and you know what's funny is when I tell people that like uh, more than once I've had someone go, but you don't have an accent. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you go and move to a country when you're fucking four and you've only gone to school in that country, like, why would you speak with an accent still? And forgive me, I, I know I asked this before, but yeah. I forgot the answer. Do you speak, like, fluent uh, yes. Mandarin? Yes. Yeah. When I was seven, my pa- I, so I came here when I was four, but when, my parents sent me back when I was seven to the old country. Um, Do you know how to say, Dan Harmon, you're so not racist? That sentence doesn't exist in Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) They think I'm racist? Yes. The only way to say Dan Harmon implies racism. Uh, what about what about uh, what about this whole PP Coke thing? Is that is there any it's, validity to that? It's an ancient Chinese secret. Oh, that it's, it's <laughs> out. <laughs> it's a terrible kept secret. Every, you learn about it in third grade. Um, Jessica is a writer from Rick and Morty. Um, by the time this is in your ear holes, you'll probably have seen the episode that she wrote. Uh, it's the Pickle Rick episode, season three. Um, and, you know, we were talking, uh, I think the conversation that led us to decide to very tongue in cheekly do a podcast about race and writing, <laughs> which is what this is. <laughs> Uh, I forgot to tell. Yeah, I forgot yeah. to explain. If that wasn't clear from the preamble, this is also about writing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're not sure. I think it, it's what, what whiting is spelled like the color white. Yes. But it's a play on writing, writing. W- with a W. <laughs> yes. It, it, this it, it's. I think we started out by saying two. Two Wongs right. make a right, right. but W R I T. We workshop this a lot. Yeah, but I know I don't even have to look to know that there's a podcast called Two Wongs or some <laughs> variation of that. Yeah, yeah, but but we flip the script on it, so to yeah. speak. I don't think there's a Whiting Wongs. No, there isn't a Whiting. And we're gonna and we're gonna and first, I mean, so anyways, we'll, <laughs> so the way the way we 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 decided to start doing this because we were we were writing Rick and Morty. We were writing the episode, and uh, and the episode that you wrote there, you wrote a character that was like a therapist. Like we, I mean, we all broke the story together. But you, you, you named that character uh, Wong, yeah, right, Doctor Wong. And uh, it was a therapist character, and 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 now this is the animation, so it gets kind of complicated. Or for, for many of you, it's not complicated at all. That's why I wanted to start doing this podcast because I'm like, like. Eh. Some things that seem really complicated to me don't seem complicated to other people. And you were very articulate or eloquent about uh, 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 the situation. But what, what happened is we wrote this therapist character, Dr. Wong, who uh, really gives Rick a run for his money in the episode. But um, And then, you know, we got Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Well, I, you know, when... You're the, you know, writer who's assigned the script um, and you're writing your first draft. Like, you know, you get to name all the incidental characters. And so I named her and she has a significant role in the episode. So I I named her Dr. Wong just because in my experience and in the experience of all writers of color, uh, if you put if you name any character in a script, whatever name, unless the name specifically connotes someone of color. 
they're going to be cast as a white actor mm. for sure because the default is always white. So, so I was like, I want to give uh, an Asian actor a chance to be in an episode of Rick and Morty. So I specifically named the character Doctor <laughs> Wong so that they would have to cast an Asian actor. I didn't even really equate it that way. Like, I, but we we ended up in a conversation about the fact that yeah. we, we had cast a white person as as, yeah. as Wong. And to, I mean, to be fair to Rick and Morty, we did like start auditioning Asian actors and like you know did the whole like parade of like every Asian actress you could think of who does voiceover. But then we heard that Susan Sarandon wanted to be on an episode of Rick and Morty and was available like immediately. I think. So then we just, this was the next episode that was going to be uh, recording. So I think we just cast her as, I mean, you don't say no if Susan Sarandon wants to be in an episode. Yeah. And in my mind, so again, this is animation. If it's live action, it's a it's a different kind of thing. But it's animation. So you can, so, so then I think in my head, I was thinking, well, don't change it to Dr. Johnson just because uh, Susan Sarandon's playing the part because it's a bummer that an Asian actor didn't get a job, but uh, at least have an Asian character get a job. (laughs) And they get to be played by Academy Award winner (laughs) Susan Sarandon. And then there was like all of this like... I didn't realize that was your... Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's why it felt weird. It felt weird to me. Also, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I can't remember what conversations were had about it. I don't think there were any conversations. The conversation about it. was me saying we have to change the name, and then no one, no one acknowledging it. Right, and I think because I think Justin thought as as I initially did, it was like, yeah, well, that's funny. I mean, let's yeah. let's keep it Doctor Wong. I mean, the 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 damage has been done in the an actor didn't a hypothetical Asian actor didn't get a job. That, yeah, that's the that's the bad part right uh, but the 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 but then that that having been done is it is it funny or would it be bad is it funny that susan sarandon's playing dr wong is one question answer that is it is it funny <laughs> and that was a great segue into having me answer a question <laughs> thank you <laughs> um well you know here's the thing it might seem really really insignificant to uh, most people and by most people i mean white people default uh, people i de- like to call them <laughs> default people <laughs> the factory settings people um but the thing is you just have to think about it in context like the wider context of things it's that because there are so few roles and opportunities for asian actors or asian american actors or any actor of color like it it just means so much more when something when a character or a role like that is gone you know right and so, because it's like a hundred percent of that episode and probably that season's Asian uh, exa- roles exactly. just went out the window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so that's why it means more because you know, like if you're the default uh, casting choice and you're ninety five percent of the ninety five percent of the roles could go to you. Like if one role was changed, unless you were like an incredibly petty person, you'd be like, oh, whatever, who cares? That's an insignificant role. That is a drop in the bucket for me, you know, but if there was only one opportunity for you and then it gets taken away from you, it's, you know, it's glaring and, uh, and you just feel 
you know, invisible and uh, unrepresented. And the thing with representation is it's important because, you know, you know, you if you're a white person who grew up in America, you don't have the experience of knowing what it's like to grow up and never seeing someone who looks like you on TV. And that makes a huge impact on on your development and who you, how you see yourself in the world and in the society that you live in, you know, to grow up in America and never, ever see someone who looks like you on TV. Um, and, and it filters down to like the, you know, most basic levels of like play and children, because if you, you know, other kids will be like, you can't be Superman or you can't be Wonder Woman. Cause you, right. you know, cause you don't look like them. Yeah. Elo- eloquently put again, that's, and that's, so that, that's our introduction. That's why yes. I wanted, that's why we, then we started laughing about, well, look, you know, like, cause I think, I, I think it's as silly as any of you do listening to myself talk about, race but and and so uh we started laughing about that and said mm-hmm. let's do a podcast and here we are waiting wongs yeah. now it's it's you know like w- neither of us we don't have bachelor's degrees in ethnography or what <laughs> <laughs> ethnology <laughs> like, like 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 we're not we're not claiming to be experts on anything we're we're we i, I it's 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 i don't want to say it's a joke podcast that that it's it's all a big gag but i also it should be taken with that much of a grain of salt like i i'm i want i i like i i i'm looking forward to the opportunity to just talk about the shit that in in other contexts people just start to cringe and they look at the floor and they don't want you to talk about it because yeah. especially if you are white what was me what was my white uh uh uh, alabaster soul like because you, you know you 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 china people you're always talking about <laughs> how privileged mm-hmm. i am but you know think about how upsetting it is mm-hmm. for me to not be able to talk about race at all <laughs> you're the real victim here yeah yeah um, the single phrase i hear the most from dan is woe is my alabaster soul <laughs> um, but but yeah and i don't think i don't think jessica i won't put words in her mouth but i i, I don't i don't think but you you know you're you're an expert on one thing which is being being asian, asian. yes yeah. i am the and, foremost uh, expert and i'm an expert i guess on being default or neutral or yeah. vanilla or white or dominant or privileged or whatever yeah. it is this is basically at least my hope is that this is a this is an honest conversation between two people who think very highly of themselves right <laughs> yeah and it's and it's like what i like about it is if you if you clicked on this podcast you you saw the description and you listened to it so you can't complain yeah. that a fat white middle-aged dude <laughs> is talking to an asian writer about uh asian american writer about about uh what about about race so so anyways so we're just gonna be all over the fucking map i think yeah. we'll just talk for like you know 45 to an hour or something like that. Sure. We'll 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 take a break in the middle for in case anyone ever wants to advertise during it. <laughs> Um, but who knows? We oh, might end up talking man. about oatmeal or something. I, 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 what is with that Quaker Oats guy? What race is he? <laughs> um, the, the, all right. So, so back back into the mix here. Yes. So, so I think you put that very eloquently, and I, you make me totally understand your position. And 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 now I now I apologize to you about that. That's a bummer. But I think you probably agree as a human being and a TV producer that Susan Sarandon's an awesome get, and we yeah. probably should have maybe. 
I don't know. We could have. We should have just. We should have just compensated with like. Why didn't we? Why didn't we stick some more Asian characters <laughs> like to make change? I know. You know it was too late because the whole. I mean, by the time she recorded, the whole script was done. I mean, yeah. we could have. There's, I mean, I guess we, it could have been like a nebulously Asian embassy or something like that. But like, you know, but we went into the, we went into casting like full of right. confidence. Like we, you know, the most significant non-main cast character is an Asian woman who also like basically owns Rick, you know? So, <clears throat> so I guess my question is then, because for, and for, yeah, the thing that I apologize for is that I didn't really, I wasn't, I didn't really understand what that that was at stake. I thought it was just sort of a passing mm-hmm. academic kind of thing, but I actually should have I should have paid more yeah. attention. But also why would you? Because this is not the kind of this is not the scrolling narrative that goes through your brain the right. way it does for me because I can't I can't go out in the world and exist in the world without being reminded 24/7 that I am an Asian woman living in this world, you know, like because of what the guys yell when they roll down the car window. <laughs> yes, they go, "Hey, Asian woman!" <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, I'm pee in my coke. <laughs> this is one thing that happened to me at a comic con years ago. At the comic con years ago, um, I was walking through like the gas lamp at night, you know, coming back from a bar, and I was crossing the a crosswalk with some of my friends, and this group of guys were crossing in the opera- opposite direction. Direction. And as we, tell us their race, you know, it was it was weird because I think only one of them was white and the other two might have been like, I want to say, like, maybe even South Asian or something like that. But that was the weirdest part is that or, or they, uh, they so they they're crossing. So as they pass, like, no, they couldn't have been South Asian because one of them yelled at me uh yelled Asian like <laughs> almost in my face as the, he walked past and it happened so fast I like didn't know how to react and I was so upset because I was like be more clear if you're gonna be racist like I this confused me too much yeah. like because on the one hand accurate yeah you know and not an offensive term in and of itself but the way it was delivered was very was it aggressive. one of the Asian guys no that- you know he couldn't have been Asian now that I think about it because why would an Asian guy yell that at me well wait, wait but, a minute that's <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that that that, 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 that 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 would be if you didn't tell me the race of the person. Yeah. My first guess would be yeah. because I would be like, why would anyone say that? Yeah, well, they, you can be so much more racist than that if you're going <laughs> to yell something at someone. <laughs> but right? I, I think. Do, are you sure? You, uh, my, my Occam's razor. I don't get to have an Occam's razor. <laughs> 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 Harmon's razor says that that guy was being cutesy and clever. That that it's like if a like if a black right. person saw a black person and said like I don't think he. I mean, I he couldn't have been. I mean, I feel like he couldn't have been like South Asian. That's me being. Did you feel? Now. I mean, the customer's always right. Like, yeah. did you feel? hatred yeah well that's the thing it was really really aggressive like he basically yelled it in my face as in passing and it's just such a weird thing to yell at someone because you know if you're gonna do a racist thing like go all the way go all in so i so it's very clear what you're doing like like i thought about it for like days afterwards because i was like why would someone yell asian that's so weird how many times like a week do men strange men like um say fucked up stuff 
to you, like, on the sidewalk or, like, just out and about? Well, you know, I'm a recluse now, so I'm right. <laughs> rarely out in the world. But, like, it's funny because, like, now that I'm a woman in my 30s, like, it's it's different. Like, I've noticed a change. It's, it's um, I, you know what I get a lot of is, uh, like, older white dudes, like, if I'm in line at a store or something, will try to start a conversation with me. And they, within the first minute, will always drop in that they have an Asian wife. Oh. And like within like a minute, like this, uh, like just casually like, well, you know, my Korean wife really loves blah, 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 blah. And I'm supposed to like, like, it's almost like he wants to be like, hey, I, right. I'm a fan. Right. You know? <laughs> so that's something yeah. that's happened at, used it, that, that's the Very new right. thing? Yeah. That's what has happened since I've been in like my thirties. Like, what, but before that it was just more just generally sexual, like, yeah, yeah. Give me some sugar. Yeah. Yeah. With totally. maybe a hint of racism. Yeah. Like, give like, me some Chinese sugar. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a good example. Like, uh, in my, uh, years and years ago. I was at a bar and with a friend and like I went outside and this guy who had been like kind of casing me at the bar like came out to like quote unquote join me you know and he starts and he's this white guy with like a bunch of like totally trashy tattoos and um like struck up a conversation and it was fine like he wasn't being like weird but then he starts going on and on about how he's always loved exotic women Ah, he's a big fan of exotic women and wanted to show me all of the Asian character tattoos that he had and it's just and he just goes on and on and on and like that's the other thing too is that as an Asian woman like uh, you're not supposed to complain about things because all the racist things that happen to you are you know supposedly compliments like because you know well it's like the idea of like black guys having big dicks yeah yeah, because people are like oh boo hoo like white guys want to fuck you all the time like smallest violin for your giant black dick (laughs) yeah exactly like people are like like your biggest complaint is that white guys constantly want to fuck you like But it's Um, awful. Like, if you've ever talked to any Asian woman who's ever been online dating, like, guaranteed 100% of them have gotten, like, the grossest, weirdest, like, Asian fetish shit, like... I assume it's kind of like having red hair or something. Like, it's a a specific thing. Like, I I know guys, I have friends who who definitely have a fetish for Asian women, and they they can't ignore it. They, yeah. they if a, if an Asian woman walks into the, a, a bar, uh, yeah. a, a joke then happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the but they they can't. And I, I I'm 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 uh, you know I'm that way with certain like little physical things. Like like I'm it's pretty well yeah. documented that I have a red redhead fetish. Um, I, I I hate saying that into a microphone because I'm so in love with my girlfriend that I don't I I, I don't like like. And I know it's upsetting for women that I'm in a relationship with to to hear about my turn-ons and things mm-hmm. as if I, because they feel like oh, you know all that shit. I, but but I just I want this podcast to be like very like fucking unmitigated. Um, but 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 it's interesting. Like I, I, yeah, so I, I definitely that's not flattering. I, I, <laughs> I, and I, I yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be flattered either. Yeah, if, I mean it's as much as it's a fantasy in my head that anybody would ever find me attractive. Like I. <laughs> I could, I could very quick after a day of it. I think people just like looking at me and 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 me getting a sense that they just were seeing me sexually actually would probably get pretty tired. Right after like about a week. Right, but and it's also not specific to you because you're not being seen as a person. Right. You're just this weird fantasy of like. 
And also the stereotype is awful because, you know, you're either the submissive, right. like, flower. Yeah, you know what the yeah. Asian fetish that they're probably yeah. not. Or you're, like, this fucking dragon lady, right. you know, that they, that w- neither of which is a flattering portrait, you know? And also, no. like, it's gross to have someone just, th- I mean, essentially, they're just saying, like, you're the blow-up doll that I have at home. Right. Would you like to come home and, you know, and continue to be the blow-up doll in real life? Yeah, I, well, it's, I, I feel like I could talk about that for a half hour, but yes. I do want to circle back before we forget to this to this writing thing. Yeah. Um, so here you are, you're Asian American writer on a sitcom, and you that's an example. Like that all made perfect sense the way you laid it out. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm a person of color. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put uh, people that represent my tribe or whatever <laughs> um into these scripts because that, that you 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 said it better than i could i won't i won't try to recap it but my so i'm curious so then what do you think what's what's my first of all answer this in two ways like forget that i was your boss mm-hmm. like forget the hierarchy of it just to think of me as a white writer um yeah well, all right even when you were my boss that's how i thought <laughs> <laughs> um do do what do you do you, should i be doing something yeah you know I think that it really just takes uh, effort and like it it takes effort. Like it's an extra moment that you have to take to think like, you know, it's very, very easy. I mean, the reason there's not more diverse. I mean, there's a million reasons why there's not more diversity on TV. But like one of the reasons that can be very quickly remedied is that I think that because it takes more effort and because the life of a showrunner is hectic and already full of a million things that like it's an extra step you have to do to be aware and think like when you're casting, it's obviously going to be easy to go with like the top 10 actors who all happen to be white because they keep getting cast and things over and over and they keep getting opportunities, you know, um, and rather than say like, no, this character specifically, I want like a person of color, you know, mm-hmm. and you can be like, I don't care what person of what kind of color, but I want this person to be a person of color. Like, it's just an extra step that you take to be aware that like the default isn't white. Right. And, and, and you're recommending just awareness, yeah. like, because mm-hmm. I, 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 I think this is something that white people do that, that, that probably annoys everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess because I'm about to go to this kind of aspect burgery logic based sure. place wherever there's all this <clears throat> equivalence and but what aboutism and stuff but but the, my mind immediately goes to this like this idea of like so you're an asian writer you're you're naming people wong like left and right left and right um and uh then we have a, a black writer we don't have a black writer um i'm making that up uh that that, that and they're 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 saying this character's black in whatever way you would express that in an animation script um uh it's probably not not with the name but sure. uh, some other way in the description of the character um and, and so what then as a as a I think this answer. I think the answer is going to like fork, but it's like you know where I'm going with this. Like, so I'm a white writer. Is my job to like be Norman Lear and just be like, this person's Asian, this person's black, this person's Latino. Like, am I am I supposed? To, should I be doing that? Well, I feel like you're. I mean, I feel like the way the system is set up, like you kind of have to because like m- most casting directors, and it's not because casting directors are innately racist. I'm sure some are, but like I think it's because out of experience. You know, what works for the majority of showrunners Mm -hmm. when they start casting is like the default white actor, you know, and so that's what's worked and that's the quickest way to do your job. So in live action, I mean, I my philosophy is you Mm -hmm. tell me if I I try to write uh, race neutral ever since 
community. Like right. I, I, I just try to go, okay, his name is Troy Barnes. Like I, now there's, there's weird arguments to be made there. Mm-hmm. There's like, if I name someone Troy Barnes, like he's, but, but, but no, like he could be Asian American. We're talking about race. We're not talking, unless the character's nationality right. as with the Abed character who I described as being half Palestinian, half, um, uh, 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 Caucasoid. I, th- I, I can't, I was based on my friend Abed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up casting Danny Pudi, who's half Indian, half Polish, but let's not get distracted by that. That's a fascinating topic in itself. But, um, but, um, um, the, we're talking about animation here, which is which is, and, and I want to stay in that vacuum just because I think it might simplify things. Because so let's not mistake this for talking about live action because I think in live action. I kind of get my job as a showrunner who wants to be woke and help is to write race neutral and then to say to the casting director, um, I really want you to pursue diversity here. And mm-hmm. I don't want to specify that this character is, um, uh, you know, this color or or even I, I even tried to write a script. Chris McKenna and I took a shot at writing gender gender neutral mm-hmm. characters which after a while we were like this is fucking too hard like right. like, like it's like, like you have to describe <laughs> like, pronouns are <laughs> fundamental and yeah. you're trying to like save time and when you're writing in a script you don't want to say everything sounds like an aspirin label if you try right. to be gender neutral but um uh, m- maybe more on that later in our mm-hmm. spin-off podcast uh, uh waiting uh, uh, ding dongs <laughs> Ding dongs. <laughs> um, the, the the but but okay so and we'll get but so like but it it okay so because, because it's animation and because it's yeah. not it, 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 then I should just be aware I should I should be aware that I'm not a by default aware you know like I, yes. I and, and and ask myself does the if I'm writing a Rick and Morty script I should go. Should this is, do I want this guy to end up as white as he's going to end up if I don't do anything about it? Yeah. I should just stop and ask myself that every time I create a character is yeah. what you're suggesting. Yeah, I mean, even just you know the the world we live in is populated by people of all colors, so you know the gross. Wor- <laughs> it's uh, gross, um, but the so then the world you know the, the, at least the Earth world that whenever we're on Earth in Rick and Morty should really reflect that you know and uh and so you know anytime there's a incidental character or a you know guest starring character on on the show you know why couldn't they why are why is the default that they're going to be white well yeah and that and then i think the answer to that mm-hmm. um is celebrities are white yes and so you want and you the want the thing. most famous person yeah. until you're like oh my god i can get kevin yeah. bacon and and so this is this kind of uh perpetual cycle where people of color get shut out because do you remember when everybody got super pissed about scarlett johansson's casting in ghost in the shell yeah so uh so you know max landis uh put out this video where he was saying like people who are getting pissed about that like don't understand how uh you know uh how how then if if you're mad about this then you don't understand how movies work because a movie of that budget won't be able to get made unless you attach an a-list star and there just isn't an a-list actor i mean all of which is untrue and it's like thanks by the way for breaking your legendary silence on this max landis <laughs> uh, the world really needed you to fucking chime in on this um but i mean but to say that and just be like that's how it is accept it like what a wonderful effective way to keep 
people of color from being A-list stars. Because guess what? Scarlett Johansson didn't hatch like an A-list star. <laughs> she started out like in like indies and then just built her career up because people kept giving her chances until finally she got to a mid-level where someone was like, fucking like put her in the lead on something and then and then she became a-list like mm-hmm. you know P- brad pitt george Clooney. they didn't come out of the womb a-list like you build your way up but well, that almost keep- sounds like sorry to yeah. cut you off that, yeah. that almost sounds like an argument against uh, because uh, what, what you uh, I, i'm hearing max landis uh, uh, through you and i'm saying like well i i, I by default i'm a, i'm agreeing with him sure in, in, the, in that that's a sad tragic fact but so and you said that's not true yeah, well, no, I'm saying, so f- him saying, well, just his logic and reasoning is untrue because I think it's very, um, it's very easy for someone who's at the p- top of the power chain to say, like, well, this is how the system is, so you just have to accept well, it. Well, yeah, you I know? mean, the decision to, to, to <laughs> as you say, break his legendary silence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, I, I, like, no, I, yeah, not helping at all. But, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm talking about, like, so his thesis yes. uh, is there's not, this is a huge budget movie. Um, there's not a, uh, an Asian female yeah. actor that can play this part. That's mm-hmm. that's going to get this movie greenlit, invested in whatever. Is that and you're saying that's not true? Or yeah, well, I think well, I th- it's two things. One, there, I think that there are like Asian actresses who are on the like who have been in enough or are well known enough to as like kind of secondary characters where you could you could have actually put them in and really like i i think that everybody would have been you could have like you could have made someone into an a-list star mm-hmm. with with a with a chance like that and also the other reason i think it's untrue is that I think that now more than ever, the franchise is more important than A-list star because you, you know you look you attach an A-list like how many bombs have like literally every single A-list star had you know so it's not they're not the ones that are making or breaking this movie and also like look at you know the look at Star Wars like you didn't have a single A-list person that was in the lead and beca- Man, that, because the franchise a, is what's important you know a lot of Asians in that in that one of those Star Wars is I can't <laughs> yeah. remember which one is it Rogue One <laughs> but like who was you know, uh, who was Chris Hemsworth before Thor he wasn't an A-list well, star those, before I mean, Thor but, those but are, what I'm saying is the franchise is more important than right, the star attached right. you know right. well, and you're yeah. saying Ghost in the Shell is a franchise I mean it's got a yeah. built in audience yeah exactly yeah so I mean I, I, I yeah I I mean I want to I want to be the devil's advocate advocate not the landis advocate <laughs> um and, and and just say you know i if you told me that that's how movies get financed mm-hmm. i mean i i'm on a very very low tier of like always you know looking for investors in like little stop motion movies and things and it's like yeah it's 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 kind of a dumb marketplace mm-hmm. like, like i if you told me that that there isn't an asian person that uh an actor that could that could get that film finance i i'd have no ability to like i don't have a manila folder uh no pun intended I, the, the of of like evidence to throw in anyone's face like right. I, and and also Maybe this is because I'm uh, just a, a out of touch like oldie von Moldy, but I don't, I can't name anybody off the top of my head. I don't, I don't. There, there aren't any. You're, you're, you, but I also I agree with you that mm-hmm. that 
shit should change, but it's like the money doesn't the the money people people that invest in movies they just want their money back. They don't want to sure. they don't want to make anyone a star. They want they want the most famous person they can get. And white people are so good at being famous. <laughs> but I mean, it's even like it's in our a, blood. Even from an ad uh, uh, investment standpoint, I mean, if you really do like run the numbers, I mean, so many of the A list stars cost more than they bring in. You I know? also feel like I mean, the elephant in the room here is like, wait, isn't China like like I yeah, mean, we're making movies big, for China yeah, now. the biggest fucking marketplace so there must be a a, a Chinese famous yeah, person I, I mean Chinese yeah. famous the expression <laughs> the well known expression <laughs> Chinese famous actually means obscure yeah our, uh, that's our that's our new sitcom coming to NBC in the fall <laughs> Chinese famous I can't get enough of that like I, I I've talked about this on my podcast I, I I got a book of American slang from a teacher in high school it was like he he wasn't <laughs> He wasn't giving it to me because it was filled with racist uh, <laughs> shit. He was he he regarded me as like a kind of a smarty pants and an English guy, and uh, like uh, like he wanted me to have this like book of American slang that he thought was so interesting. And a lot of a lot of American slang. Like if you if you flip the dictionary of American slang to C, like <laughs> when you get to ch- it's like, yeah. like there, there's there's a million Chinese things and there's a million Mexican things. Yeah, and everything everything that's a me- like a Mexican breakfast is a cigarette and a glass of water. Uh, Mexican everything Mexican is diminished or or you know uh, impoverished kind right, of right. like or, or you know like less than. Yeah, and uh, everything. Chinese Chinese is is basically backwards. Is like like Chinese landing is a crash. Uh, oh, Chinese crash is a yeah, landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> a friend, 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 I think it was Jeff Davis. We were t- we were talking about it, and uh, and oh, wait, I gotta get it right. What did he say? He said like, yeah, a a a, a, a Chinese Mexican restaurant is an Italian restaurant. <laughs> Because uh, because they get it's, it's backwards. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I don't think I got that right. But uh, uh, all right. So uh, um, yes, but also here's the thing. Like the larger context of all of this conversation is that the system that's in place is flawed, fatally, mm-hmm. and really sucks. And it's built on the cy- continuous cycle of not changing and not right. allowing anybody to infiltrate. Because people, you know, there are all these at all these networks. There's these uh, diversity initiatives of mm-hmm. like. You know, if you hire a, a, a diverse staff writer, then the network will pay for it and it doesn't come out of your show budget. And yeah. But then people exploit it because yes. they get a free writer and that free writer only gets to be free to them if yeah. they stay at staff writer, which is the lowest level in the writer's room. That this you is something be. that I tried to talk about on yeah. this panel that I was on. It was yeah. like writing for color or something like that at the WGA. And I think I, I was either drunk on white wine or I, I'm afraid to watch it because I think I don't think people understood. I, th- I, th- mm-hmm. I think I accidentally came off like I was saying that. That uh, diversity initiatives are 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 politicizing money or whatever. What I because I, I kept using the term pol- the money gets politicized. Yeah. What I meant by that is that is that it gets it gets worked into the budget for your sitcom. Like mm-hmm. good on NBC for having like a, a diversity program. I, I mean, somebody's got to be proactive about this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there's definitely like I, I agree with you 100. percent There's like this momentum that it, it's someone's got to like break the cycle. It, it doesn't matter if it holds up to logic. Really, there's a kind of like 
you gotta we we gotta be proactive or else yeah. it's 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 just gonna take sixty years before there's actual representation in the writers' yeah. room, and that's just because the people that came before us, like our great grandparents, they, they they were they were whiter and 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 more exclusive than we were, <laughs> and Hollywood was harder to get into, and it's like the, the, so it's kind of incumbent yeah. upon us to or incumbent yeah. upon me as a guy who gets to be a showrunner. I I, I yeah I I've since I've learned about that I've tried to like. You know, diversify in the writers' room and 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 et cetera. But um, patting myself on the back. But uh, <laughs> but the, but the um the, that money that that diversity program stuff. Yeah. It's like it gets it gets fucking sucked into immediately. Like it's not it, the program is so well intended and it, it is such a. A, a, a nice example of a of a solid proactive program is that NBC, uh, I think, j- will just give you a free writer. They'll mm-hmm. they'll pay for a writer, um, uh, in, in if it's a person of of color, I guess, a writer of color. Um, uh, the, the the but but the the thing is staffing on sitcoms mm-hmm. it's such a fucking chess game with the studio and the network like everyone's got to piss everywhere and everyone's everyone's it's like this game of thrones or war of the roses that happens where everybody's so f- afraid every season where you're staffing that um you know like the oh the showrunner's going to have too much power because we don't want them to create like a a Manson ranch of lackeys and because then it'll just have too much control he won't be he won't be um required to address our notes if he's not terrified that there's two writers underneath him who can replace him mm-hmm. and i'm saying him without bothering to say <laughs> right. or her b- b- because we're all dudes except for a couple of that's changing too but um it it, it the problem with that diversity money is that imme- that sony and nbc they know when they're having those conversations that you get a free writer mm-hmm. so then they incorporate that into all these arguments about uh, the staffing money because there's a budget for staffing and then you have these arguments about well this person's costs 35k and this person costs 50k and, they, and then they start going like well you know so and so would qualify as diversity so you know if we called them your diversity writer because they're half Cuban mm-hmm. um, then you know uh, that frees us up 30k or blah 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 you know right. uh, and so what you don't get with that diversity hire that diversity token um no pun in, or guess pun intended um is you don't get like w- what you should get which is like an actual not just someone who happens to have a different amount of melanin in their skin mm-hmm. like not someone who's just has a different complexion and who also went to harvard like i would i would it's like somebody who from whom the act the system is kind of like effectively blocked you know like 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 you don't get genuine diversity no matter what like the, it's hard to be a writer it's a frivolous occupation it's harder than being a doctor it's it, it, it takes uh-huh. more of a support system than if you just decided you wanted to be a doctor it, like if you add up the amount of years that you spend generating no income uh-huh. and and kind of pursuing your dreams um you know right away you're just like there's entire demographics that aren't able to fantasize about being a sitcom writer when they mm-hmm. grow up yeah um and and it's like i would i the, the 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 cycle that we really need to break faster than we're breaking it is to get those people and i use that phrase 
the way the way you, you you're imagining me using it. Those people um, that that who are who are who are effectively yeah. blocked from this career yeah. into the writers' room and start creating, um, especially now that there's like a million TV shows. Like it, what should be happening, what what needs to happen is the the job of TV writer needs to become closer to like chef, plumber, mm-hmm. uh, taxi driver. Uh, I, I get doctor. I mean, in, in that, in that, it's like it, it's something that you, when you're sitting in grade school, you start thinking maybe that you know I could try that too. That could be a thing, and that you, with relatively little risk to your career or to your yeah. life, you could experiment and get, yeah. get you know get feedback of whether you know at a young there, age. Yeah, there's so I mean, there's so many layers. I, I want to come back to that because I, I want to finish what I was saying about the um, about the diversity initiatives that all these networks have, which is that I think it's a band aid. On basically like a gaping hole where right. your arm used to be, you yeah. know. And the problem with them is that as well intentioned as they might be, they're very ineffective because a like you have showrunners who will exploit that person because that person will only be free if they stay at the lowest level. So that person generally doesn't get a promotion because then they can continue to be free. Like I've had a I had a friend who oh had that's to, interesting had to be a staff writer for three seasons. Because they wanted to keep her free, oh, you know, and that sucks. Well, yeah, I, I, I would never do yeah, that. But, yeah, but, but not everybody is uh, D- Dan uh, Harmon, you know, the ender of racism, uh, ender of race champion of racism. Just kidding. I mean, I just would never do that to yeah. a staff writer. Period. Yeah, I, what but I, people do that. People are shitty, you know. There's, I mean, I feel like the amount of shitty people who run things outweighs the amount of like decent people who run things. And the other thing is that really the the other thing is that just by having one person of color at the lowest level in the room isn't really going to affect any difference because you think like the new person who right. already feels yeah, yeah. already feels vulnerable because every I mean there are a lot of shitty people who are in the writers room who have gotten hired and not as a diversity hire will look at that person and go oh well this is just affirmative action you don't deserve to be in here you know not understanding that it's yeah. so much harder it's so much harder to get in you know well it's just like the thing the writers rooms are fucking I mean I'm not gonna say oh they're such hard rooms to be in but it's like it's it, it, obviously there's more on your mind there's a lot going on in your head yeah like there's a lot at stake for uh, a staff writer like you you there's these unspoken rules sometimes they're spoken that that like you know the lower uh on the pyramid you are in a writer's room if a person that's getting paid more than you has a higher title than you starts talking you're supposed to let them interrupt you right. um and um and but and but Running in contrast to that, you're the your paycheck is so low that you're very replaceable. Yeah. So you're constantly auditioning. I would imagine Mm -hmm. never having been a staff writer in anyone's show. Thank you very much. (laughs) Born into the business, I was hatched with uh, (laughs) along with Scarlett Johansson. um, But but uh, I I I I, yeah I mean and so to say to that to make that person an ambassador to their race or gender, I can't even imagine it's like it's like how do we expect anybody to pitch a funny joke or anything if their if their mind is that it's already it's already too scientifically fucked up an environment in a writer's room even if there was no such thing as race or gender it's already 
anathema is that the word to um yes. comedy to have mm-hmm. do to do to, to to do it for money hierarchically yeah that is it's so hard to get past that and get people to relax and yeah. have fun and open up and say when i was in sixth grade i peed my pants or this is what you know everyone's mm-hmm. af- now now everyone's afraid they're gonna get sued and yeah like like or they're gonna get harassed if they and it's it's like that's why I, I totally agree with you. Not only is it a is it a gaping wound, and the band aid won't cover it, but also it's like it, it, it because the, it, until we get a hundred percent like quote unquote representation mm-hmm. in writers' rooms, um, the 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 quote unquote problem will never be solved. Yeah, because it, it representation means to me half of the people are women mm-hmm. because that's, that's the planet yes um and then you got to get into like okay yeah. are we representing america let's say so 18 percent of them i don't know how many people are what's the i don't know what the statistics are um uh, you know uh, 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 latino and and etc i'm embarrassed myself running down lists of races but but, <laughs> but this is the podcast where i'm supposed to be able to do that but 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 until you have that mm-hmm. um the thing is that I, you know, I've been babbling about lately is like you're not you can't just be one black writer in a room and like and then be like okay like nobody can pitch like a black joke then like 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 nobody and and if they do then. All right, let me, let me everyone's going to look t- at the black card. I'm just, yeah. like, just to finish my thoughts, so yeah. you know I'm like high minded about this. <laughs> the, 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 to me, the thing is like just focus on gender for a mm-hmm. second because it's easier to, to to illustrate this. If if half the people in the writers' room are women and half the people are men, mm-hmm. then what that means to me, what I've discovered on Community and just recently Rick and Morty, is that every single person in the room can now pitch a tampon joke, and and no because nobody is the person that everyone looks. At and, and and has to decide whether tampon jokes yeah. are funny, um, and nobody is, because because every single woman in the room can just like it's like it's like a shooting uh, squad. What do you call it? Firing squad where they there's one blank and everything. If you, you can just be a writer, you don't have yeah. to represent your gender if there's other women in the room. But here's the thing: you can also do that if there are no women in the room, and then you never have to worry about a woman being like, "That's not right." So, right. And so and it's easier to ha- to do, to go with that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I I have too many anxieties about it. I don't. My big nightmare is, you know, doing a a tampon joke. I'm just using it as an example. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But but and then and then airing it and then be and then and then watching women react to it. That's half of the world. Yeah, going like. Yeah, I don't find that very funny. And I'm like, yeah, well, I guess <laughs> there was no way for me to really know that. It's a tampon-based joke. And, <laughs> and I know that all, half of the world would find that hack. Oh, we've got another recording starting at 1. Okay. Uh, how, how close is that? What time is it now? Is it I is pre- it 1? I th- Oh, oh, we got one minute left. Okay. Well, so uh, let, well, let's, let's, we, we got nowhere. We got yeah. absolutely nowhere. Yeah. We thought we were going to fix racism with this first episode. Well, we have a whole podcast. No, I think yeah. we're, we're, we're going to fix racism by the end of this series. Yeah. But Season 1000 will fix it. What are some, what are some, let's brainstorm some, like, like, what, what kind of things should we do on this show? I mean, obviously we're just going to talk, but yeah. should we have segments? Should we have guests? I think, yeah, let's, we should have both. 
if we can think of good ideas for either. I mean, we got, if I, yeah. yeah, if we can, I, I mean, obvi- the most obvious category of guests would be writers of color. I would, yeah. I would reckon, and also actors of color to to because I'm really interested in like the auditioning process mm. and what people get called in for. You know, I, I know a couple of those. You do? Yeah. I oh could, boy, I could, I, could, I could wrangle up some actors of color. <laughs> <laughs> Go out to the actor barn and, uh, but writer, writers of color, yes. which is why we should talk about it. Yes, that's a, that's a little bit more of a challenge. Yeah. So, so, so if you're if you're if you're listening and you're mm-hmm. in LA, um, tweet yeah. one of us maybe. I and know. Say, hey, I know I'm a writer too. of color. Yeah, I know a few too. Um, because we'd like to talk to you about writers' rooms and I don't know your philosophies on this. Or show. how about people can write in questions that we can address? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Should we start an email account of some kind? Yeah, we should. Let's let's let's. We'll do that. We'll we'll add it in. We'll try to like add in like a post recorded thing. I, where yeah, you can and send I, your I, questions. I mean, I'd be shocked if whitingwongs at gmail dot com is taken. <laughs> We'll, we'll give that a shot first. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's uh, that. I'm Dan Harmon, and and I'm Jessica Gao. Thank you for sitting and listening to us, and we'll see you ne- next week. I, I, we're going to do this every week, right? I hope so. All right. Great. Okay. Uh, I, I I can't wait to write the theme song for this. <laughs> for this. Thing. We'll see you next week or never. Yay! <laughs> it's a good show.